You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at REMAX Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at REMAX Advantage Plus. Ciao, ciao. What? Chris, how nice of us all to match. We kind of, we kind of coordinate. Look at this. Looking pretty good. <laughs> wow. Speaking of wearing shirts. Speaking of looking good, I was shocked when I found this photo. I was. This is. This looks like an Italian stallion in the in the sixties. Nice. Look at that. I think that was it. Oh was God. that a high school dance, Andy? No, you know what. Um, that actually was uh, at remember River Place. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was down at one of those fancy restaurants. I don't remember, and that was in the first couple of years we were dating for sure. So yeah, after, right after high school, a wedding or something. No, we were out for a fancy dinner. And you gave her a rose. Wow. Oh yeah, dude. I'm full class. I'm I, I'm uh, <laughs> first class. Full so service. Romantic. I love it. I'm mad that I don't have my mullet though. God, that looked good. Yeah, you, you look really good, Andy. Yeah, yeah. It, that and the uh, spiked hair. <laughs> oh God. So what's what's happening in this wild world of real estate? Uh happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Day two, Nick. Happy birthday. birthday Little boy. Look at these shorts. Happy birthday Day to you. you. That was the saddest happy. Here we go. Oh, that's great. After this, I got a beautiful young Italian girl that's going to treat me good on my birthday. So, all good. But let's talk real estate. Uh, please, please post the pictures. <laughs> For us old guys that sit in offices back in Minneapolis, uh, we, we could use a little life. <laughs> Anyways, uh, who, who knows? What, what is happening to the market? Mother of the birthday boy. Market's still there. Yeah. We're still there. Uh, I think it's still uh, just moving along. Probably a little slower uh, than, than it has. Um the number of showings have uh, gone down. The number of uh, offers that you're getting have gone down. But uh, there is things. I was just talking to my sister, who's in real estate, and uh, she just lost for her fifth time. And uh, they were fifty some thousand over full price, and had everything in line and appraisal gap coverages and everything. No inspections, and still lost again. And that's in that that's in that six to seven hundred thousand dollar area south of the river. Well, you know it, it's kind of crazy because our North Metro stuff, um, we've been uh, dealing with the same thing where we're listing houses and instead of getting thirty or forty showings the first day, we're we're getting ten, then we're getting ten the next day, and then we're seeing offers on the third to the fifth day of the listing, which is which is very, um, you know, seems to be kind of becoming the new norm. Market, you know, and I, here's the thing, though, Chris, you and I both know this. I mean, not a whole lot's changed, but I'll tell you what, there's been a few things that with economics, um, you know, like right now I'm having where kind of an interesting thing happening in new construction where you have framers out there all of a sudden looking for work. And you're like, well, wh why are the framers looking for work? Well, because some of the big contractors can't get lumber. So we're starting to see a lack of supply at this point. We've eaten up all of the reserves from uh, the words from a few of my suppliers have said. And so now we're at the mercy of whatever they can produce. Um, so you're seeing some framers sitting on the sidelines, which means that they're waiting for materials. So everybody behind them, that's the, the, the tip of the iceberg, as they say. And everybody else will sit on the sidelines until that happens as well, which might, in a weird way, help control prices. Because right now, prices in the last six months have been literally criminal and on, on almost every level. There, there's very few subs that haven't raised their prices to take advantage of the marketplace. Um, but anyway, the, the point of it is, is that, you know, if they can't get materials, they don't have anything to do. So 
Um, you know, that that's interesting. Um, you're starting to also see some weird stuff with like our, our crews going out and trying to fill up their trucks and gas stations limiting the diesel to 20 gallons. And, you know, all the restaurants running out of chicken. And it's like, what's going on? I mean, come on, everybody. We're back. Let's go. Let's start ordering appropriately, supplying appropriately. And uh, let's, let's quit using excuses. I was, I was told that Chipotle even shut down on a Friday night at five o'clock because they don't have enough people to work. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. But I'll tell you the other thing, I think with, in, in real estate, there's a little something that happened a couple weeks back and uh, they were doing some changes with our MLS and it was an ad edit. So you, you couldn't, uh, one weekend it was going to be shut down. So you couldn't like change the status of a listing or add a listing. And they ran into a real problem, and all of a sudden, it, this whole shutdown stopped any listings from coming on. And so it was almost almost a week, and then all of a sudden, they all just kind of plopped on at the same time and and gave us some extra inventory that would typically come up and over you know six seven days all came on at once. I think that might have had a little something to do with it too. Sure. Well, you know, anybody watching this uh, show today or listening to it. You know, you have how many things going on this weekend? How many graduation parties? <clears throat> um, how many, uh, which by the way, uh, congratulations, Morgan, on uh, the graduation party coming up Sunday. Um, but you know, there, there's a lot of that stuff going on. So there's a lot of distractions of, of life happening. Warm weather, beaches, golfing, um, graduation parties, going on your summer vacations, um, kids out of school. So when that happens, we, we get distracted and then even the people that I knew that were hot and heavy looking for houses kind of get distracted. So they stay going out a little bit. Yeah. Hey, Andy, curious on the graduation party. Do you, do you have your place completely um, decorated for a graduation party one week prior, like my house is? Uh, I, would, I would assume that's the best option. It's, Nick's mother has done that. So Yeah. I, don't, I have no doubt. It'll be spectacular. <laughs> uh, let's get into the topic on hand. Obviously, social media plays a very important role in everybody's lives. Um, how does it affect real estate? I know you guys are kind of older. I don't hope you're not this old where you have no idea what you're doing on the phone. But let's get into everything social media relating to real this estate. This guy knows we pay his paychecks, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, just to be crystal clear. So if he gets fired after the show... We, we, uh, he knows what's coming, right? Yeah. I just posted a great photo of you, Andy. You looked amazing. Yeah, yeah thank you. But the well, problem is it's stuck with the after picture. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's really dive deep into the social media for agents, for clients, the importance of it. And we're also going to get into some videos of um, real estate, social media I've seen. I want you guys to react to it. But first off, how important is social media in today's real estate? You want me to go first, Chris, or you want to go? Oh, you go. Well, you know, so, okay, thank you. Uh, I use it kind of twofold. Um, number one, as an advertising tool, which we can dive into. An advertising tool, though, it's almost like you're playing darts, and you know exactly where you're throwing the darts, um, which which I love, uh, which will we can dive as deep as you guys want to. Secondly, I use it as a diagnostics tool. So when we're doing coming soons or we're doing um, something different, I can see – what's coming. So if all of a sudden we don't have views or we don't have clicks, um, we can change it up as a marketing perspective so that we have the, the photos that are getting the clicks. We have the, as I call it, traction um, with the online eyeballs. And, and so if we get that, usually if you have eyeballs on your ads, you usually will get showings. If you get showings, you usually get offers, right? So it's all kind of a, a system. And so we just have to make sure that we use the social media on the front end and we track everything. And we kind of can predict, is it is it overpriced? Is it priced right? Um, is everybody excited as you are about your kitchen? Um, you know, because maybe that's a feature in the house. So it gets kind of hard when you are when you have a brand or a home that has a lot of sexy, non-sexy upgrades, you know, like roofs and windows and, you know, new floor in the garage. And it costs a lot of money to do that stuff. But the, the eye candy stuff always gets the more clicks. But yeah, well, I think um, to me, I think social media is a lot more about um, the agent. I would say number one is the agent and letting everyone know that they're actually doing something. 
And when you see that, um, it might be remind you top of mind that, wow, Andy keeps listing all these houses and geez, there's one just kind of like mine. Uh, I should probably give them a call and just see what mine's worth. And this is going. So I think realtor wise, it's really good. And I think the other thing, um, you know, we have the multiple listing service and so that MLS service, uh, it's obvious, I think it's what you put on it. I mean, it's, it's an unbelievable tool because it syndicates out to everything. And um, it's just kind of what you put on it. But the only thing is, is that you can only put one thing on it. So if you have a property that uh, has multiple uses, I mean, you have to really kind of pick your, your poison on how you're going to market that when you go to the MLS. Social media allows you to be able to go after and target different um, things, such as, um, say, uh, it's a, a lake home, you know, and maybe it's, it's boating and... Um, solitude and uh, fishing and um, maybe a location of where it is. Well, that's hard to kind of do on one thing, but you could create different social media things and then go after the people that you're trying to get. So yeah. um, maybe it's, hey, I want it uh, fun and active and, and family orientated. Well, I'm going to go towards people in that in the, it's a million dollars. So I'm going to go after people that are, you know, 35 to 45 you know, that have two kids or two plus kids. And you can do that uh, with social media. And then you can, the things that you do, you know, show kids on inner tubes and they're skiing and they're splashing and having fun, um, you know, attracts those people. So, yeah, you know, it's kind of cool too. The, um, with social media, the, the idea is, you know, there, there's different kinds of advertising that are out there, right? So when you actually pay for AdWords on a website and drive traffic, where somebody goes into Google and says houses for sale in Prior Lake, and your your listing comes up. That that's one way to do it. That's informative, and that's worth paying for the clicks. When you go to social media style advertising, a lot of times you're doing what they call disruptive advertising, where you're actually somebody's flicking along and looking at beautiful pictures of everybody enjoying their summer, and then all of a sudden there's there's a house. So you have to design your social media to be kind of in that arena a little bit. So you may want to show a lifestyle style photo on your on your Instagram, for example, where you show somebody skiing and say, uh, imagine doing this every night, click here or swipe left. And all of a sudden you'll see all the photos of this cool listing that's coming soon. Um, and that that's where social media, you can kind of pray into where their mind's at, right? So the, the, the person that's viewing that ad versus going, oh, another ad, you know, how do you get on my feed or whatever? And they're flicking along. Uh, that's what this means, by the way, flicking along. Um, the, uh, you, you want to get to the point of where you're kind of understanding where they're at, right? So they're looking at fun pictures or beautiful pictures or whatever. So that's why I think, honestly, this is, you know, if, if you're a good looking real estate agent, and you're not an Instagram and, and you know, th that's where they get all the clicks because people love looking at pretty things on Instagram. Facebook's a little more, um, you know, the yearbook, you know what I'm saying? Where it's got a little bit of everything in my opinion. I have a question. So for clients who have agents and then also for agents, how do you know when an agent is using it wrong or they're not good at social media? What are some like signs that, okay, they need to step their game up? Gosh, I, I think uh, when, when people just more spew than um, actually really think about what, what they're posting. Um, I don't know. And, and I think it's the old, same old, same old uh, thing that I think you would think they're not uh, the greatest. You got to be a little creative, but I think I think that's in anything social media side. You know, it, it goes to your your brochures, and I you know, and I think what we're trying to do, I think, from a client perspective, is is generating any which way in which to be able to try to get people into that house and create the excitement. But I think the other thing is too is when someone gets really excited about a house, they go in and start googling and trying to find something out about that house. And the more things that they can find and the cool stuff that you can find about it, you know, that just makes it feel, you know, much, uh, you know, much more important or, or, or a better house. And th they start justifying it and they start thinking, my gosh, I mean, look at this house. I mean, I never even thought about that it would be a great place to go um, skiing at. And gosh, I could even buy a snowmobile and do it. And so you're, you're getting them to think about different value things about that house that you might not even use, but you're creating the value by showing them there's another way in which to be able to think about this and that it 
you know, that, and the whole mentality is, is that, gosh, that snowmobiler is going to totally buy this property. I better get in there and start paying more and more. Yeah. I mean, there, boy, there's so many different ways to, to see if your agent's not doing a good job. One of the things I always request if I were a consumer and, and if you're an agent, this is a great idea for you is when you list the property or you're doing your pre-list or whatever you're doing, getting the consumer a link to all of those different ads. And so they can actually see, because a lot of times ads are so direct targeted that they won't even see them. So, you know, they're very specific because when you're paying for ads, you don't want to waste them. So you don't want to send your ad to a bunch of, you know, teenage kids. You only want to do the 21 and older crowd or whatever, for an example, right? Or, or maybe you're, like you said, Chris, you're trying to key in on a demographic and maybe they don't hit that demographic. So then that house ad doesn't come up. But that, that's one way to, to consider, you know, looking at all the links. I also say there's a, a real key thing to social media. People want more, right? So if they're going through the effort to click on something, what are they going to get other than two more photos of the, of the bedroom and the closet, right? So it's like, are you giving them a report which has all 300 photos of that house on a virtual tour? So I always say, what's the follow through by the agent? So if you click on that link and you request more information, I always say to the consumer, watch what happens. What are you getting back? Are they responding to you quickly? Are they getting you the information that was in the ad? And then uh, lastly, one of the other things that we'll do um, that I think is kind of fun to see if your agent's working for you, um, we actually have redirection ads where when people click on like our Facebook page, um, it like it or not, it, it takes an impression of you and then I can retarget ads. So now I can run that same you know, water skiing photo, when you go to Wall Street Journal or you go to the Golf Digest or whatever website you go to, and our ad will pop up on the Google ad space and redirect you back to that site. So what's kind of fun is that we'll try to uh, mix up the, the photos that we're sending out, um, add more variety. So if we didn't get you the first time to look at it, maybe we send out another picture that is on that ad that actually will grab your attention and get that click and redirect you back to us so we can get you to show the house. Because we know that statistically, again, you know, eyeballs, uh, clicks, showings, you know, offers. Also known as stalking. But go ahead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? That's what you pay me for. You, you don't want me to be the laid back cool guy. You want me to be the aggressive go get them. And that's what that's what I'm paid to do. So that's, I mean, sometimes we, we dial it back. I've had where some of our ads are a little aggressive. But the idea there is, is this. Sometimes people see an ad and they honestly think, well, I'll come back. It'll pop up again and I'll look at it tomorrow again or I'll show my significant other tomorrow and it doesn't come up again. So the redirection ads have actually, you know, help people find where to go. So now obviously you guys were in the real estate business before social media. How did you adapt to it when you started seeing it and how much has it really changed real estate as a whole? I think it's changed 100% the way we actually advertise. Um, and saved us a heck of a lot of money initially. And then once you find out the capabilities of it, you know, you're probably spending just as much, but I mean, it used to be the newspaper. We'd have to advertise through the newspaper all the time. And uh, now not so much at all. <laughs> it's very rare because a lot of people don't even get the newspaper, but now the ads become on social or different websites that you start uh, advertising on. So it can get uh, kind of crazy. But I think I think initially it was just a, a, a great way in which to be able to um, get away for less money. I think that's how people took it, you know, and then started learning how to actually use it and um, and make it, you know, benefit your your client. You know, it's interesting, Chris, too. The When I got into the business, I remember they had all these and then actually, I'm starting to see them up north. They're still around the real estate books, you know, all the different publications where you, you're a real estate agent and you pay for a full ad. And I remember I used to sit there when I got into the business and thought, boy, these agents that have these two-page spreads, boy, they're, they're big shots. They're, they're really successful. They're right because there was no other way to, to, to see. Um, and then they would get hired because they had exposure. And exposure was a hard thing to get. You know, I mean, it was um, between the paper and the whatever else and the Yard signs were very important, point of sale, as I call them, you know, making sure you had wonderful brochures so people would call you. Um, the thing that, that I think that now that we're, you know, a little more advanced, what is kind of hard for real estate agents is to get away. Um, in the old days, we used to be able to run our ads on Sundays and we knew we'd be busy on a Sunday, for an example. You'd run the Sunday or the Saturday ads, you know, for the housing. 
and you'd be busy all day Saturday. But nowadays, with ads, they run seven days a week. You, you as a real estate agent, are kind of on call 24-7, which can be taxing for a lot of people. And there's a high burnout rate in our industry because of that. So either the agent's a jerk or isn't good because they don't respond to your, your call at 8.30 on a Sunday night, you know, as they're probably enjoying the wrap-up of a dinner party or something like that. But it, it gets to a point of where you have to have somebody else on call for you then if you need that break. So, but anyway, I, and I say that only because most business uh, or most uh, real estate agents are entrepreneurs and meaning that they're self-employed and that they try to balance that life balance out. And sometimes it just doesn't work. You have to have a team, in my opinion, in today's market to keep up on technology, respond to the ads and have systems that are that are 24-7. We talked, uh, Chris mentioned not doing the same old, same old for social media and try to be more unique and creative with the marketing. Let's talk about unique social media ideas. Um, I, I think it's, I mean, boy, I think I, ideas to me are um, creating, for my social media, what I want to do is create a lifestyle and get them to feel, you know, that's what they want to do. I mean, that, and, and I think in a way, it's, it, what, it's what impacts me. You know, when I get a feel for it and then I can kind of like take whatever that was and then bring it to my own life or dreams kind of thing. So it's it was just like the snowmobile thing that I was talking about. You know, you just give them a, a little taste uh, of it and then maybe at the end, then it's about the house. You know, so it's kind of, uh, you know, you see in the Super Bowl, that, that's always the commercials that I loved or the ones that you have no clue what the heck they're even talking about until like the very end, but it keeps you gripped and you're watching it and you're watching and watching this. Oh my God, it's, it's a house in Champlain. You got to be kidding me, you know, and it might've been, you know, um, all of a sudden like they're thinking about, they have a pond in the backyard. So here's, here's an idea. So there's a pond in the backyard and it shows this pond in the backyard with all this, um, you know, wildlife on it and sun trickling off of it. And, you know, all of a sudden maybe the sun kind of starts doing it and then it starts getting blurry and kind of blinky, like eyes are opening up. And then it goes on to someone sitting on their patio on the house, you know, and that's what they're in this house. It's a daydream every day or something like that to be able to kind of just, and it's all about that house, but it's kind of like, it got you the feel of what you get if you own that house. For sure. And I, I Chris, I couldn't agree more. Um, like I say, pe people don't usually buy the house. They buy what the house does for them. Yeah. Right. So is it a, a dual office? Is it a sport court? Is it a beautiful kitchen? You know, and, and then all the good things that come with a good kitchen. Right. So you can entertain. You can have big family parties. You can do whatever. Or living on a lake or a pool, you know, whatever. Um, and I, I think that allowing the what the house does for the consumer is a lot of times what we'll push in our ads. So, you know, like. Um, training for a triathlon or, uh, you know, sporting event or whatever, and want to be close to the park where there's, you know, 30 miles of trails and hiking. And uh, there actually is terrain topography on the trail system. And also we get six calls that we never would have got because we grabbed that person's attention that is actually training for an event and wants to be close to that and not have to throw their bike on a rack and drive 10 miles down the road and, you know, and, and park in the park and whatever. They just get on their bike and go. So there, there's a lot of those kind of ideas that are out there that, you know, like I say, through the eyes of a photographer, I say, show me what's unique about this property that I can sell. Like I want three to five things when my photographer comes back that are the sell it. Um, and then I run my ads around that. So um, anyway, the uh, so that's something that we do that's unique. We also have, uh, th there's times where um, timing of the year, um, you know, obviously, if you have the the ski lodge or the, you know, the lakefront or the whatever, we run our ads uniquely to that time of the year. Um, and then and then uh, the other thing is, is that keeping your MLS feed fresh with fresh photos where in, in today's market, you know, Nick, I'm telling you, the if, if your listing's on for more than a week, people start to wonder what's up. And so what we'll do is actually refresh the photos, change the rotation and, and switch it up a little bit so it continues to stay fresh. But you know, man, I tell you, it, if you leave something sitting stagnant, that's probably the biggest mistake you can make, you know. I'm going to show you um, a, a photo that actually 
on social media, this is what sold the house, the person that um, found it. But it is, it just kind of tells, it totally tells the story. There you go. Just like that, baby. You know, oh, there you go. That that picture is the one, it, it sold it. So, I mean, that totally, what do you think about that? You know, what are you going to do on that? Whether you're active, it's private, it's uh, rural, but actually it was a house that right on Lake O'Dowd here in Shakopee, so. So, and, and everybody that's at home watching that and saw that that brochure, you know you know that it's heavy stock paper, it's four color glossy, it feels nice in your fingers, you know, and people are, when they go through a brochure like that, it also continues to emphasize the quality, right? So it's like, it's some of those other senses that you're hitting on too, when you have, which I always tell people is very important, digital, 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 great. But when they get there, make sure things feel right, you know, have a good smell, have good views, the windows are clean, all those other senses that can be stimulated once you get that person to that house, like that brochure, and then they take that home and guess what they're going to do? They're going to show all their friends and family that brochure. They, they, a lot of times people don't like to go online unless they can find it on a website, but people will take that brochure with them because in, in a day of new technology, that's actually kind of a new thing again where people actually are printing. Yeah. I think, you know, with social media too, I think you, a real dangerous part, Nick, is that you don't depict the, the reality of it. And if you, if you don't do that, um, it's worthless when you get there. You know, so you just bring in people that you're just trying to, I mean, that's all for the realtor. The realtor is just trying to get those people just so they can try to get them as a client. And so you have to depict what you have is, is real. You know, you don't fake what you are. I, I talked about the lakeshore. So if I have a house that's way up on a cliff, you know, you don't hide the fact that it's on a cliff because some people love the majestic views. And so do that because if they come there and all of a sudden they see it's on a cliff and they're like, oh my gosh. I don't, I don't want this house. So then, and they leave. Now you, you're just getting the wrong people in there. So um, depict what real, what's real. See, this brings up a good point um, with the importance of social media, but forgetting about traditional ways of marketing. Does this happen a lot for agents who just focus all on social media and forget about the, the pretty cool pamphlet? 100%. 100%. And what Andy was saying about that brochure, I appreciate that. And I totally... Uh, I totally agree with that, and that's a big thing for me because people don't people don't throw these things away. You know what I mean? They don't throw them away, and then they share them or they sit out, uh, sit around. So I mean, it's a good thing. But the other thing is, is when people get to the house, they go through the house, and then afterwards, you know, you start opening it up and you see all that wording there. You know, that is that justifies everything. So when they're going through it and making an offer, they're like, you know what? It was natural hickory hardwood flooring. You know, that's that's expensive stuff or gosh, that's right. That outbuilding was heated and, and you're giving them um, ammunition to be able to uh, get your price. So, yeah, I think so that's real important. About, people don't do it because I think they do all social media and that people just go online to do it and they don't do that. Well, and online, too, it's it's a, a faceless thing. It, it's research. It's find it. Then you get once you get it. I think you graduate the person's emotions as they go through the buying process. And this is a great way for them to guarantee and re-verify what they're getting in a comfortable quality experience. And I'm not saying you can't do that digitally. You know, I mean, I think there are some people that have grown up with a, a screen in front of their face from the time they were little. And, and that's the only thing they find comfortable. But, you know, on the other hand, you know, you have to look at who's also going to be buying that house. Is it a 21 to, you know, whatever year old person? Or do you think this might be a 40 to 50 year old, whatever, multimillionaire? And what do they like? And so sometimes we'll we'll actually spend the money on brochures and sometimes we don't. But here's what I, I'd like to throw this out there. When you have a real estate agent working for you, this is what you ask them up front. So instead of shopping the commission rate, you should be shopping what marketing materials they're giving you and then at what price. So I always tell everybody, tell all your real estate agents that you want to pay a percentage, right? So if it's the industry average is, let's say, 6%, tell them you want to pay 6%, ask them what they're going to do for that 6%, and you'll find there's a lot of agents that do a lot of different things to help promote that house, and here's why you want that. If you don't have somebody that's promoting your house and creating traffic and creating interest in your property, your offers are going to come in and they're going to be flat, or they're going to be low, below listing price, unless it's a fluke where it's a unique, really unique property, but it, where you have a normal property and you want to get more for that house, 
that advertising allowance or budget that they have out of that commission you pay them is very important and how they spend it is even more important than that. So keep that in perspective when you're, when you're shopping your agents, um, ask them what they do. And, and like what we're talking about today, some agents throw it on the MLS, like these flat fee service companies. They don't even talk about this stuff because they don't, they don't have the money to do it. No, I think you guys made a good point about, the funnel this is an all online marketing okay you get them with the something on the screen but you want to get it to the point they have something in their hands is that where you're going at i mean the ultimate thing is you you want to get it sold <laughs> whether that uh, whether your purpose is trying to get a client or, or or selling a home and you're doing everything uh to be able to do that and i think that's the other thing is that you know don't don't mix that up you know, I mean, if you're if you're going after the home to be able to get it sold, it's about the home. It's not about you. Um, it's fine to put your face at the end and, and say that, but um, it's it's about the home. And if you do what's right on the home, you know, people are going to refer you to other people, and uh, it, it turns out pretty good. So, well, and, and I'll leave you with this too. The, so, you know, once that person goes through that process of shopping, and then they become buyers. And buyers think differently than shoppers, and and so you know the once you get things in your hands, like like I use a coupon for an example, and they have a coupon for whatever, and you you take that coupon to the store, and you get to the store and you realize there's three other varieties that are there, and you prefer one over the other, but it doesn't have the coupon, and then you don't use the coupon and you buy the other variety, that's that's intentional, guys. They 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 run those ads to you know to bring you in. And then, and then it's it's not a bait and switch. It's simply they know that the other packaging is more attractive. And so what happens is this. You get people to the house. It's our job then to help you as a homeowner make sure that house is just amazing. Maybe you put out a bottle of wine with you know on ice and say, hey, sit on the back deck and enjoy the sunsets uh, while you're here. I know you're here during the sunset hour. Go ahead and enjoy a glass of wine out on the deck and or a, a, a soda or whatever you want to put out there. And in those, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Yeah, that makes a difference. And, 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 you know, the other thing I'd leave with this. So for some of my technology hungry people, we've been doing QR codes where at the models, um, because, you know, like with new construction, there's plats, there's covenants, there's blueprints, there's, you know, all these things. They could leave with a half a tree worth the brochures. So we've put together a QR, which is a, we call them our on-site websites where they scan it. And then we know they've been at the model. And then inside that actual QR code, it lands them on a landing page that has all of that data in there. And so we can capture their information once they, if they want that, you know, they have to put their name, their phone number, their whatever, so that we as an agent can follow up for our client and say, hey, price reduction, or hey, this weekend we're doing an open house, we want to invite you back, or whatever the item might be. So there's more to it than just what you would think is what I'm trying, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Hey, father of the birthday boy, I think you, you made a good point. Don't forget, it's about selling the home, not having your face everywhere. We have a comment on Facebook from Mike Ludwig. Can you over-advertise to the point that people are tired of seeing your face and your ads? <laughs> you know, know, and, and, <laughs> and to Andy's thing, though, I mean, he's obviously uh, gets a lot of people, um, you know, and so it's consistent. Everyone knows it, and some people might be super, super annoyed by it, but... I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there's a reason he's doing it. And that's because people are calling him and he's selling houses, you know? So um, whether or not it, uh, it, it takes a lot of, uh, really it takes a lot of guts to do that and to be able to uh, put it out there, but it's, it's obviously gotta be working. There's no way he's just spending that kind of money uh, to just put his face and his uh, arms out there. It's, and it's a different sale. They, they'll admit that they're, they're looking at, they want to do more of a production, you know, the industry disruptor, let's, you know, use technology and, but I'll tell you what, the people that call those people that have that extensive advertising, advertising is not free, ladies and gentlemen. And I tell you, you're gonna be paying top of scale uh, percentages and there's not, you got to pay for that ad that you called on, right? So if they're running hundreds of them, if not thousands, what does that cost you? And, and you as a consumer, you're paying for those ads. So anyway. let's get into our reacting segment. So I found some clips about real estate on social media, more like TikTok reels, the new age of uh, advertising. And one, I want to get your thoughts on the content. 
they give. And then two, about the creator and if this is a smart way to um, advertise on social media nowadays. This is the first video. Feels like I'm going insane, yeah. It's a thief in the night to come and grab you. It can creep up inside you and consume you. A disease of the mind. <laughs> Thoughts? Well, he's not very busy, so he's got time to make videos, but I. That's, that's what you might think, but I mean, to me, it was kind of informative. It was something that engaged me. I was waiting for millions a, of views. Millions. Well, but then again, it's kind of that good-looking guy. So people are watching the video and wondering what he's going to do as he's walking at it, and then they he tricks you. It's called disruptive advertising. He tricks you into thinking about a loan, which most people then actually get offended sometimes by and go like, ah, you know what? Forget this guy. If you were coincidentally, though, this is where, like Chris was saying earlier, this is where it works if somebody statistically is looking to refinance and they saw that kind of a clever ad, they might call the guy because the timing's right. But for, you know, the, the kid that's watching videos that day or the somebody that's just entertaining themselves, it, it's a hard sell. But You're not going to get somebody to refi. Another thing is see, that's not the only thing he's focusing on. He's doing a ton of content about anything related to real estate to bring them back to his page. Okay. And I, I think, I mean, I think just exactly what me and Andy's reaction was, exactly what you're going to get on a lot of stuff. I mean, how we thought about it and how I thought it was kind of unique and quick and, you know, and, oh, okay, kind of kind of engaging. Um, but I don't know if that, what, what was that, what medium was that on? TikTok. That, that was TikTok. TikTok slash Instagram reel. Do you do any of that, Andy, a TikTok thing? Uh, no, not TikTok yet. You know I, I, I've been I've been watching TikTok because see my kids send me TikTok videos all the time that are funny, you know, and and so I still use that as an entertainment source. But you know, I've I've done with uh, like YouTube where they have the ads that run before the videos start, which I think is funny because now my ads running as a real estate agent before another real estate agent's video runs uh, promoting a property or whatever, saying hey, you want to see this property you're watching. Call me Andy P, you know, you know, or whatever. So it's does that and does that remind you of a little radio show that was every Saturday at 10 o'clock that we would be doing this radio show and then other realtors would advertise during it? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? But what I found interesting about these new reels and the new age social media, I assume when you guys first started hearing about Facebook ads or or MySpace and Instagram, you weren't super ahead to jump on it, were you? No. No. I wasn't. Not a chance. I mean, I had even I had to get on there. I mean, I never had a MySpace account or none of that. It took me a while to be able to get on Facebook, and and really, Facebook for me was always to be able to see other people that I hadn't seen in a while and see what their kids are doing, um, versus you know posting all my real estate stuff on it. You know, it's interesting, Chris, is that I a lot of times learn about new technology when I'm flipping through Instagram or I'm flipping through Facebook, yeah. and they know that real estate agents like me that like real estate stuff all the time, they pay for that. And so they advertise to guys like me. So they, they know that they're even advertising to me because they know I'm there. So a long time ago, I had somebody tell me with the whole Facebook thing, I'm talking like the early 2000s when it was just coming out. And, and they were like, listen, you have to put your ads where there's eyeballs. If there's no eyeballs reading the paper, don't put your ads there. Or, you know, or if you're looking for more, um, where are your clients? Where do they look? How do they research? Ask them and they'll tell you. And a lot of times your results will show that because a lot of people run ads on Facebook and they're like, oh, you know, my ad didn't work and, and now I don't do it anymore. Well, run a different ad, run it, run it where it's actually entertaining. So like the video you just showed us kind of all the way around the barn here, um, he might be onto something where, you know, the guy is, he's onto something where he's grabbing people's attention and they follow him, and then eventually maybe they use him or he refers them or whatever. That's his but thing. it's a full-time job keeping up with social media. Oh, yeah. Uh, before we go to this next video, would really appreciate the viewers and the listeners to like or share this. It would help out a lot. So if you could do that, grazie. And leave comments as well. Uh, this next video, this guy's kind of interesting. Don't buy a real estate property in cash. You should always get debt on your property. Remember, there's good debt and there's bad debt. Good debt is the kind of debt where you're gonna make money. Make sure you go out and get nice, cheap bank 
debt. That's gonna allow you to do a lot more properties with the same amount of capital or equity to start with. If you pay for one property in all cash, all your money is gonna be stuck in that property. Like and follow to learn more. I, at the very end, he said like and follow to learn more. And I, the whole time I was thinking there, um, it wasn't super dynamic, but I was thinking this guy knows what the heck he's talking about. If I'm gonna get into investment properties, I probably wanna to talk to that guy. Agreed. Yeah, he sounded good. No. That's but, a little more my style than somebody coming in and doing the old. I think Andy, I think actually Andy. It'd be funny, Andy. That would have been be Andy, funny, but then I wouldn't get any business. I'm always afraid there's a fine line between being too funny to where people don't like want to work with you or they don't think you're serious, you know? Yeah, but then you talk it just like that guy. You know more than him, but you you have to use that personality. People are attracted to that personality. So and even if some people view him as dorky, the, the subconscious and the main masses see someone talking like this about real estate, they're gonna look at them like an expert, just like having a podcast and doing this. Yeah, I think even more so if you're kind of goofy and weird and you know, well, if you're Andy and, uh, <laughs> but if you are, but then you come back with, I mean, even on here, he does these stupid things, but then he talks and you're like, God, this guy knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about. And that's engaging, it is, you know it is too. You just you always try to downplay it, but it's it it's a good it's a great thing. We're Andy's doing TikToks. After this, he's doing TikToks. This this next one is kind of interesting because it's just kind of a funny reel, but it's about real estate, so it lets you know she's in real estate. I couldn't read it. I was distracted. No. I know. It's too bad. If, if you could have read it better, but she was basically like a 580 credit score buyer was coming after her. And she's trying to get the heck away from him. Oh, that's funny. That's, that's funny. I'm sorry. I, You know, you got to be careful what kind of ads you run because you do attract, you know, the buyers that have the credit <laughs> scores. You know, I had, I had a guy years ago say that. He goes, well, if you advertise for a million dollar buyer, you might get one. You advertise for a hundred thousand dollar buyer, you're going to get one. You know, so it's like in real estate. The other thing is, is if we have designations or or kind of you know, uh, I don't say the word demographics because I'll help anybody, but we generally are better suited to sell certain product or price points or you know lifestyle, you know, and so th that's where I think a lot of agents do have to specialize versus just throwing it all out there to everybody, you know. But I mean, look at that video though. That probably took, you got to edit it, but didn't take long to film. Quick idea. And it got thousands and thousands of views. And everyone knows in the back of their head, oh, she's in real estate. And maybe she doesn't work with the, I got to get my score up, et cetera. Let me ask you a question, Nick. So when you went and found these videos and stuff like that, how did you go about finding them? Uh, hashtag real estate, or I would click on a real estate reel and then scroll because it's the algorithm. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, this next one. This Denver home is ready for a remodel. It's in the historic San Rafael neighborhood built in 1898. And this old brick is actually in pretty good shape. Now the inside will have to be torn down to the studs probably to modernize the space and really open everything up. And there's plenty of room in the backyard to put an addition on the backside of the home like the neighbors did. Remodeled comparables in this neighborhood are going for nearly a million dollars. I'm listing this at $500,000, so there's plenty of room for profit. Interested? See, I, I like that because, see, but I'm more, I'm linear that way. Like, I want to hear numbers. I want to see facts. I want them to point out that it's not perfect. I, so I, I, but that's me. So if he's running an ad for a guy like me, I would actually respond to an ad like that. But that's if that's the kind of people he's going to attract and that's the best part. So if you're, if you are who you are, you know, you're going to attract people that like that. Yeah. And uh, I don't think, I think that's another thing. I think that realtors need to realize there's people aren't for everyone. Um, I just had a, a deal that I, I just walked away from. It was, it's not going to work. You know, we just, we're not compatible in that way. And that takes a lot, you know, for, uh, uh, me to do that, but I think it was what's best on both sides. It's not, it's not going to work. And you, you realize that because 
I'll tell you what, you know, in real estate, we work way too, we work a lot. I mean, we take a lot of calls at different times at, at night. Um, we get our vacations interrupted all the time. And if that's going to happen, I'm going to do it with people that I like and enjoy being around. Yeah, that, it feels like a friend's calling you, not a, not a, exactly. That's annoying, not that's not call. All right. This one's more about showing a property here. It's our last clip. Today, I'm going to take you guys on a tour and a new home build. I hope you like it. Don't forget to follow me on social media for more content. Stay tuned. To me, that it, that doesn't is not very creative. I think you can you can do that a lot and share that, but uh, I don't know. I mean, at least it was quick, you know. So I would I would have uh, hung on and and watched it the whole way. But I'll, I'll say something here. That's I mean the price point and the look of it was kind of aimed towards my generation, younger people, and it was kind of like, oh, this is cool. I'd like to see more. Do I think? It wasn't as professional as someone, you know, higher up or yeah, but it was eye catching. Like, hey, this kind of relates to me. I, I like this. But would what would it would it it got you to react to it or just just view it or would have been a call to action? Like, hey, I'm gonna call that guy for more information. I'm gonna go find. I would him. definitely go to his page and keep up with him. And if I was what? in the market for a house right now, be like, okay, let, let's let's look into it. Okay. I think consistency too, Andy, is a big thing. I think Andy is very stoic looking there. I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> Did he freeze out? <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> we're just, we're cruel to this guy. Uh, that's that Champlin internet service. We got to get it a little better. But uh, anyways, um, <laughs> I get him off until he can perform over there. But I think that is something to say too, Nick. I mean, when when you went and you know followed one of those people, so you, you have to keep coming back with more content. I mean, you do it all the time. You know, with your bold perceptions group, you guys are constantly uh, coming up with things. And I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, but the more bold you get, the more excitement you get from your your followers and listeners. Yeah, controversy content is king. One thing I question that though is. Like you talked about who are they attracting with those kind of videos and if right. they're gonna get the big buyers like if i saw you posting a TikTok, and it would just be kind of off it would feel off so maybe if the really it's your age bracket i don't know yeah or you could i mean i think if like let's just say if someone like me was doing it you'd almost play it like it's kind of a a joke maybe i'd fumble or do something weird you know but it was kind of like hey we're trying to do this kind of social media there he is. He's back. This kind of social media content. I saw a comment from that video. What's that? I have a comment on that video. Did you know your face was stuck in a position for about three minutes? Yeah, it was nice for you. Okay. okay. <laughs> it, gave you a, it gave you a chance to, to jump on the conversation. <laughs> no, the so that so what I like here's what I like. I like people putting out content. Number one, it shows you're in the business, shows that you're doing, you know, you're trying to attract people in. But if you're going to do that and you go to that level, either do no information or do accurate information. Meaning when he's putting on there, like there were some little blurbs that say white countertops. Who cares? I, you know, we, we can visually see they're white, right? What material is it? Is it quartz? Is it granite? Is it formica? Is it plastic? Is it recycled? You know, or is it kind of, I mean, tell us what it is. So if, if that's a feature, white isn't a feature. That's that's a design element, right? So if he, those little clips could have said, you know, granite tops, maple cabinets, three thousand square feet, five bedrooms, three bath, six thousand, whatever the numbers are, so that you know you know if you're interested in that property or not, right? So versus just looking at pretty pictures, I like I like facts. But Andy, it's the new media, the quick attention grab in six seconds. Do you have enough? I mean, it's not a, a pamphlet. This is the new age of media, how you attract people, get their attention. Otherwise, they flick through. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, and I agree. So then so then I would say his mistake was putting on their white countertops. He should have not done anything. He should have just flash. 
you know that montage style just room 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 and say you want this call me or whatever and that, but, that andy, but andy in a way um that's what i remember too from that video was the white countertops when he said white countertops i was kind of like whatever you remembered it too so i mean who's the smart one i mean he might be knowing what it is and maybe it gets you thinking well what were those countertops i'm the I mean, real estate agent in a way, it might have been, yeah, if you want white countertop. But in a way, that might have that that might have made that video work because that's what I remember of the whole thing. I remember it said white countertops, and I kind of chuckled because I'm like, oh, sure. I said exactly you, but now after you were talking about it, I'm like, gosh, I wonder if that guy is smarter than he knows because we remembered it. I doubt it. It's the same thing <laughs> as making fun of the billboard guy. Yeah, and we're talking. Everyone talks about him. Everyone leaves comments about him. He's obviously doing something. Absolutely, no, it's, it's working. I just don't know how. You know that that is a, 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 a expensive way to do business, and and you can't ever stop. I mean, because if if he stops, you know, the, in, I think the idea was is to build a brand that's like Coca Cola or Ford or whatever, and and to build that brand. Um, problem is, is that it's name orientated, and and I think that it's individually orientated. So when you say, hey, I'm going to call this company, like if it was the Andy Prasky real estate company, and then Andy Prasky never talked to you or you never saw me, or, you know, and you had one of my minions coming out, it's just different. You know what I mean? It's just different. I, I What about the MyPillow, Mike Lindell? You know, and he's, I think you, you use that. I mean, MyPillow is like the craziest. Um, me and Nick were actually on a, uh, that you were supposed to be on, Andy. On that private yeah, jet down to yeah, sorry, sorry to bring private that up. To, uh, the but the story was unbelievable. What he was and what he came from, and now I don't know. It's it's, it's flipping over to politics and stuff like that. But it was kind of, I think that in a way, Mr. Lindahl um, is creating this image of him too that could probably be spanned in a, a bunch of different directions. And and yeah, you might hate him, and a lot of people like to hate my pillow too. I don't use those words. Yeah, I'm not saying you hate them, but I'm saying people might just can't stand it. But it's like, I don't know. I you know it's I guess it's if if it's your personality, it's kind of like there's things I can do and say that you know maybe Andy can't and vice versa. You know, there's some things Andy does that I'm like, ooh, that just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work for me because I, I just couldn't pull it off. What my my you still talking about my mugs that say call this guy? Yeah, but I mean that's that's you. I mean you're Mr. Logo and you know I mean it, it is. Look it's, at my photo right now. I know there's Where's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. That's who you are. You know it, it's a. I think it's a good thing, and I think that's what I think that's what we have to learn from here is you got to do who you are, and uh, and it'll work because it's going to attract the people. It's going to attract the people that you want to attract that are same as you. Sure. Yeah, exactly. What I was going to bring up is how do you find your personality? Should I go the TikTok route with these reels and the white countertops, or should I do the luxury design with the pamphlets? How do you figure that out? Of what way you should take? You know, and I think too. Um, okay, so exactly what we're talking about here. So we're talking. I'm talking about with Andy and that. I think he'd be really good at that stuff. I think it's almost like, hey, ask somebody else because. What he's thinking, he's thinking that's going to, if he acts that way, it's going to eliminate some people out from using him. But I think the opposite is true. I think he's going to attract a ton more if he really unleashes it and goes. And so I don't know. It's maybe just like like going outside yourself and asking people, you know, what is it? Or, or clients, what is it that you liked about me? What is it? And I think, you know, Andy's personality, plus he knows what he's talking about, you know, and that's well, unusual. Because you and, think and oh, he's a, a buffoon, you don't know what he's doing. But right. God, you listen to him. Jeez, like, the guy actually might know what he's doing. The, you know, it's interesting, Chris, is like that. There's been a couple of those, um, you know, like social media sites that have taken off. They they are like fireworks. They go up and they boof. And they're like, oh, my God, look at that. And then they're gone. And and so I've always kind of stayed where the I again, I follow the, the facts. There's lots and lots and lots of people on the big boy sites like Facebook, Instagram. I'm not afraid to try, you know, getting on. I guess we'll put out some TikTok videos for you guys to make fun of. Um, but, you know, the idea there is is that it. I just don't want it to be that. Like, what was that, Nick? What was that uh, site where everybody put out a seven-second video um, a couple years Vine, ago? Vine. And now they yeah. all went to YouTube, and then now TikTok is the new Vine. Yeah. So, so I mean, they, they do kind of 
the attention is given to whoever's got the coolest technology, um, which is great because here's the thing. No matter if I am comfortable with it or not, if my customers or, you know, their eyeballs are watching that content, that's where I should put myself or my products, right? And, and you know, I don't know how you guys, and maybe you you can decide this. I don't know if I could ever sell, per se, a house on an entertainment site as much as making a brand for myself, because that's two different kinds of advertising. If I'm building a brand saying, hey, look at I'm affiliated with all these cool properties, or are we trying to actually sell those houses to those people watching those videos? You know what I mean? It's, it's a little bit different. So I, I'd have to do a little more research, but I'm not afraid of it. I wonder though, Andy, if you, you think about that, it's it's like you said, you you know TikTok because your kids share everything to you. And so if they see something cool or whatever, they see this realtor that's hilarious and he knows what he's talking about. Mom, dad, you should use this guy. Well, you know, like so my kids send me videos of like pontoons that are going across the lake because they know I love the pontoon. And all of a sudden they hit some big waves and all of a sudden water comes over the bow and washes everything out of the pontoon and everybody laughs. And that's funny to me, but I don't know how, I, you know. I always, I always go back to this with you guys is, are you not keeping up with the trends? Like the realtors that didn't get on the internet and are you open to minor enough or are you turning in to this? That's what I worry about for like a lot of people in any industry is if, hey, it may look goofy now, but in a couple of years, it's normal. Like on Facebook, that was goofy back then. TikTok was goofy a year ago. Now people are crazy famous from it. I think, Andy, we're going to have to do this. or just going to shame us every week. So sounds, like, uh, sounds like we got to get our TikTok site up, Chris. <laughs> Is there a TikTok site? Yes. Look at this bathroom. <laughs> with purple and, countertops <laughs> and and brown cabinets. Look at my big feet on these clean floors. Hey, let's uh, let's answer these questions to finish out. Um, one of our best listeners, uh, Greg, he's got a couple uh, questions. Quick. Oh man, what do you know about the condo being built next to the U.S. Bank Stadium on the Riverside? Oh, is he talking about eleven? The building 11. Bring your big money. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I think, they're, I think they're, uh, their products start at, and if it's the building he's talking about, um, that starts at about 1.5 million and goes up to 23 million. Um, they're they're um, the most expensive. Yep. They're the most expensive condos ever. And, and it started about four years ago. Um, a company did the demographics and the research and showed that the Twin Cities could afford that. Now, as before, downtown has changed a little bit. You know, the there's just it's just a different feel to it now. But it'll come back. I mean, you know, it it always does. And you get a new mayor coming in, and the new mayor will decide to clean up downtown. It's the heartbeat of a Minneapolis, and it'll change. But for right now, um, I think they have kind of weird timing because the condo market down there got a little soft. Um, for a while but i think with the money people the 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 market's not soft for them i mean no, they're buying. No. there's people with lots of cash out there they're they're grabbing stuff well and they talked about professional athletes moving in that building and having um a complete like full service concierge you call the concierge to have your car cleaned and brought up to the the main level so you can take off i mean it's oh, there's no there's it's a different lifestyle that is the a plus, and then they take you to your private jet style lifestyle. Yeah. This last one. Um, did Andy attend the Pilgrim Point Environment meeting last night? Yes. Good. Uh, they're they're developing a. Uh, uh, there was a Christian camp, like a Bible camp that was out on on Lake Ida in, in Alexandria, and they had um, it it. it I want to say it's two thousand feet on each side, and they they bought it, and now they've platted it and they're doing a big the point is being uh, a county park is being designated as a county park with some really cool beaches and you know a lot of stuff but the lots that are on there um are going up for sale and i i was told they're going on sale august 1st and they're going to start at a half a million dollars and so they're testing yep no joke they're testing um new pricing up there and they go up from there so these are 100 foot wide, 300 feet deep, wooded, perfect level lakeshore where there's no weeds out 30 feet into the lake. They're, 
they're probably the prettiest lake lots I've ever seen on any lake. Hmm. And, and the water on Lake Idaho, if anybody's ever been up there, is literally like a swimming pool. It's crystal clear. How you far from the metro? How far from the metro a drive? Two hours. That's even if you drive in the fast lane with your blinkers on like you would. Yeah. Uh, it's birthday boys time to, to get to the sea. I'm in Rimini right now. I got to get the sun and drink the vino. So another great episode. Make sure you guys share. You like it. We're on iTunes, Spotify, all these different platforms. And leave a review if you can on iTunes. It takes about 60 seconds. It really helps us out. Final words for you guys? Be a, be a good boy today. Happy birthday. And post. Make a TikTok video for us. <laughs> All right. Grazie, grazie. Ciao. Thanks for joining us this week on the Real Estate Radio Hour. Don't forget to visit our website, realestateradiohour.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast listening app. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or sharing us with a friend. Until next time, stay awesome, Twin Cities.